Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast 431. Terry Miller, the disc golf guy, alongside Johnny V. We're breaking some news today. We are. And they'll probably be breaking other stuff as well, besides news. More than likely, probably some hearts, (laughs) some minds, Uh uh some bad. Are we going to be breaking bad later? Probably. Could be a little bit of that. Start a meth lab behind the uh, curtain here. (laughs) Got to pay the bills somehow. (laughs) You know? Uh, Welcome in, everyone. Tonight, in just a few moments, in fact, we're going to have one Alden Harris. He's going to be joining us. We always talk about how it's contract time and plenty of players moving, shifting, some renewing, uh, some entirely switching, whatever the case might be. It sounds like we've got an exclusive update coming out of Alden Harris and his camp. So excited to have him join us in just a few minutes. And then also, not that we want you to direct your eyes elsewhere, but it has been officially released, all the action from this weekend's Cold Turkey 17 presented by Innova. It's what everyone's been waiting for. They have. They were the like, Kenosha C-tier of all C-tiers. They're thinking, gosh, if this stupid football or <laughs> soccer thing would just get done so I could watch some C-tier action in southeastern Wisconsin, and I've come through. It's, it's out there, and it is available. Our champion... From the Cold Turkey 17, he will be joining us shortly after Alden uh, parts ways from us tonight. So uh, it's tough to find headliners, but uh, (laughs) one way or another, we're going to see how it's going to go down tonight. But in all seriousness, uh, excited to have the Cold Turkey champ join us. Spoiler slash clue, he has been on the show before. (laughs) That could be a lot of people. We're 431 into these. I know. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, so that's what we'll talk about. It is a very, very mild day here in Wisconsin. Temperatures pushing into the mid-50s. Not exactly what you expect at the end of uh, November here. But uh, I'm 
I'm kind of this is kind of what I expect. Right about this. You expect 55 degrees on December 1st. Oh, uh, I expect I expect about 48. <laughs> 48 planet, degrees. No, what what planet do you live 48 on? 48 degrees. Yeah. This is Earth. I know. It's heating up, but this is I still know. planet Earth. <laughs> I know. My my philosophy has always been no snow before Thanksgiving, no snow after St. Patty's yeah, Day. What you you what did you just say? <laughs> oh my gosh, I have to bust on this. The, the no average temp on November 29th. Yeah. In Wisconsin. I'm going to guess its average temp is probably going to be about 42 degrees. I think you're crazy. Oh jeez. Um, <laughs> this is this is great. This is great, great podcasting. It, right it here. really is. Um, average. Wow, you you are you are more accurate than not. I, I will give you that. Okay, that's like saying you're right, John. You can say it's that. Close. You to can saying, say you're right. You're not John. entirely wrong. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, fifty five is still far, it, it is far away from forty two. It is correct. Fifty five is is unseasonably warm for today. All right, well, it's warm out. And what else is warm nice. is this gentleman. I don't know what kind of segue that is, is a- but we've got Alden Harris coming in from Georgia, I believe. Alden, welcome, buddy. How you doing? What's up? Doing good. How are y'all? It's hot here. I mean, yeah, so yeah. hot here, Alden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are the temps like down in Georgia? And is it uh, right uh, on average? Right around mid-50s. It's not too bad. Yeah, so our our temp today should not be matching Georgia's. I think that's a fair statement. Nonetheless, maybe they're well, a little chilly there. Welcome though. in. Uh, we had we had you what a few months ago? What were we talking about? You won. You you won, right? He won the Silver Series event. Yeah, you did. Have I been on here? I think you have. Well, you did. You, I, you, I feel you, like I have. Come yeah, on, I mean, and you did stop in on the Gannon interview as well. You were in the hotel room. You popped <laughs> in there, That's sat, right. sat, you yeah. know, and <laughs> did that as well. So, well, welcome in. Now, uh, one thing that we're talking about quite a bit in the off season is, of course, contract extensions, brand new contracts, um, you know, multi year deals, uh, short term deals, a little bit of everything. Disc golf was so basic and normal for so many years of like, oh, I resign. I'm with this company for one year. I'll be back next year. I feel like a lot of that's been kind of thrown out the window and anything goes. But we also now have this this advancement or this advent of actual representation. So let's start there because we're seeing players often represented and or have some either agent or agency that is representing them. Where are you in this in this world being the up and coming, um, you know, stud that you are, I was going to say prodigy. That was all too obvious, but what, where are you in this, uh, in the world of representation? Yeah. So up until this year, I've had no one represented me just cause I turned pro and just a few years ago and I was already in a contract, but then going into this off season, I was a free agent, so I knew I needed someone to help me with it. And I contacted T- uh, Ted Nalen, who has been so, so helpful. He's been helping me with all the business side of disc golf. It's all new to me, so he's been great. Now, is that did, – did you seek representation just to make it – I guess maybe that's why everyone does – make it easier on yourself? Or did you not feel comfortable with the negotiations? Or did you feel you were going to get a better deal with, a, with an agent? What was, the, what was the reasoning behind going specifically to an agent? Yeah, kind of all of the above. Like I said, I, I didn't really know the 
business side of disc golf. I had no idea what it was all about. So having someone to help represent me, um, you know, help me get a better deal because he knew the market a little bit better. And yeah. Well, how much of that, you know, you said you didn't necessarily know it, but did it scare you or frighten you? Or are you the kind of guy that's like, no, I want to be part of that and those conversations? Or are you really comfortable saying, no, I want to concern myself with, you know, maybe my social media presence and my play. And I want all of that, you know, on someone else's shoulders. I mean, do you feel like you want to be hands on with it or are you good kind of having a layer in between you? Um, I, I like kind of giving that to Ted a little bit just because during this off season, I've really focused a lot on my training and uh, I know the, you know, all the contract stuff would take up a lot of time and make me very stressful. So yeah, kind of, kind of let him take care of it, which is great. All right. Well, so this year, uh, well, let, let's, let's back up and let's talk a little bit about 2022 before we, in the previous years, before we talk about your future, but I think, um, Spoiler alert on his future for those of you that are watching. You can see what he's wearing. <laughs> well, he's under contract. Uh, <laughs> I, we, we talked about that last week. You're, a lot of times the contracts I know go until the end of the year. We'll get to that. But assess 2022 in, in terms of your play and either accomplishments, goals, met, whatever the case might be. Assess 2022 a little bit for us. Well, my first touring season was 2021. And it went well. I had a couple good events, nothing too crazy. I cashed it. I think the majority of my events. So uh, I just kind of wanted to do better than I did the year before going into this past season. And I, I feel like I did that. I improved a lot on different parts of my game, got more, more, uh, you know, top 20, top 10 finishes, and then also had a couple wins. So I think it went well, still not, not where I want to be, but it was a good start. And Coming into 2022, of course, you want to improve on what you did from 2021. What specifically do you feel like was, hey, this is going to get me to the next level or this is going to you know, drive home my consistency? What are some of the things that you were really concerned about coming into the season? Yeah, I think the main thing that I learned in 2021, because it was, my, like I said, it was the first year on tour, first time playing these championship level courses, they are not like your local courses. They have so much danger. They're so scary to play. So I was kind of going through 2021, just trying to play them like a local course, which you just cannot do. So I think going into 2022 season, I just learned how to play the courses better and navigated better and knew where to, where to push and where to lay up and just, yeah, overall game plan, I think was the biggest part of 2022. Do you feel like Maybe this sounds all too obvious, but do you feel like some of our our most veteran players, your Pauls and your Rickies and 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 so forth, that some of these courses, I mean, not much changes for them. We're largely going back to the same venue most years. You know, maybe eighty percent of them are the same. Do you feel like that has been a a significant advantage for them, knowing that they, you know, this is the sixth time they're playing GMC as opposed to somebody that might be going out there for the first time? Uh, I definitely think so. It depends on the course because a lot of a lot of courses are getting a lot harder. They're trying to make them a lot harder because you know the field is getting deeper. People are getting better. So I think to an extent, it definitely helps just to know the overall property, um, but. I think they're making enough changes to the courses, making them more difficult where it's evening out the playing field a little bit. 
when it comes to courses, what what would you say? And I don't want to just say what like what's your favorite area, even though we have pretty distinct regions throughout the country. As it you know is a little more wide open at the beginning of the year, and it, I, I feel like it gradually gets tighter uh, throughout the year. But is there either a section of the tour or uh, a style of course that you feel like is is where you excel, or maybe you enjoy yeah. but don't excel, or whatever the case might be. <laughs> Uh, I think my favorite has to be up in the Northeast with like uh, Smuggler's Notch MVP. Uh, it may just be the time of year we go up there. It's just perfect mm-hmm. disc golf weather. But I also love wooded golf, which uh, they have a lot up there. Yeah. Uh, as I said, it feels like uh, things continue to get tighter and tighter. I think with every almost every passing month, the you know, as we essentially travel from west to east, uh that's kind of how the courses configure throughout the entire year. Now, was there at any point this year when you either felt like you hit your stride or maybe on the opposite side, you just ran into a roadblock where like nothing felt like it was going right for you for more than a round or, or even a whole weekend? Did you, did you experience some of those highs and lows? Definitely. I think it's, man, Unless you're like Ricky, or actually even Ricky may have done it, but it's so hard to go through a whole season without like a really bad low or a really bad high. I don't know, but I think I think pretty much every touring player had a bad stretch. It's just so hard to go through the whole year clean. So let's talk about what you're going to be doing during this off season and where you're at, what training looks like, you know, how much golf you're playing. We're here. You know, the, this is the weekend before the Chain Hawk, which is going to be an A tier taking place in Florida. Florida's got another A tier the weekend after. Obviously, there's other A tiers and, and events going on around the country. Is your season complete? Let's start there. Are, are you done? Are you done with competitive golf? And until when, if so? Yes, I last event was I guess you can count Big Money Skins an event, and then my first one will be back uh, Vegas. So yeah, taking the whole off season off. Wow. And what are some of the plans? You know, you're so fresh into touring and having these experiences, but yet you're so young. What are some of the plans in, in terms of what you're going to be doing this off season? Yeah. So a lot of training. Um, it's funny when I went, when I went, I guess, let's see, 2020, maybe around then I've been playing for three years and you know, that feeling you first get when you play disc golf, you just love it. You can't, you can't get enough of it. So after the first few years of that, you know, it kind of died down. I was kind of going through the motions. I still love playing obviously, but I didn't have like that fire that I had when I first started. Um, and then this past season with some of my successes, um, I kind of relit that fire in a way, just having that feeling of being in contention and just like having some big wins. It just kind of relit it for me. So this off season, I'm taking it so, so seriously. I'm training as hard as ever. I've, I don't really have any other responsibilities other than training. So what, what does training look like for you? Like what's an average golden um, day of training or a week of training, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. So, uh, I talked with Chris Taylor, who's a disc golf coach. He's phenomenal. He, he really looks into stats and figures out like what players can work on. And I talked to him and we we came to the conclusion that I just don't have a ton of distance, which is true. I already knew that, but he, like, <laughs> he oh, suggested. Really? The, the, the paper shows me, huh? I don't throw 500 whenever I want or whatever. Okay. <laughs> but 
we figured out because of that, I may not had as many birdie looks as, you know, the other top 25 in the world. I was significantly lower in like, um, inside the circle in regulation. So he suggested, uh, just to strengthen my body, which I've never really done. I've never really worked out. So I'm training really hard. And luckily my, uh, sister is a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. So it's kind of, kind of works out perfectly. So she's been helping me. It's a nice family discount, hopefully. She's yeah. Full, yeah. Charging you full For price. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that invoice might be kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, hand it over at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Just yeah, there you go. That's right. Uh, and so what what does the facility look like? Is this going to a gym? Is this uh, Does she have a spot picked out? What is that going to look like for you? Yeah, so right now I'm just in the basement with some uh, equipment, but uh, – my parents have this land, they bought this land and they're planning on building a house on it. And there's all that's basically on the land is just this old barn in the woods. So it was all, it was in terrible shape, but uh, this off season we've been fixing it up and we're going to turn it into a training facility for me that should be done in the next few weeks. So I'll be able to spend a lot more time training. If I don't get a Rocky workout montage in, in like a beat up barn <laughs> on your YouTube channel, it will be a hugely missed opportunity. Some great like I, uh, you know, yeah. what uh, I the tiger music in yeah, the background yeah. and Alden putting together a barn. I can, I, I can see it. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Now you being, uh, you know, familiar with the YouTubes. Uh, I, I was just explaining. I think it was just this last weekend. I feel like one of the one of the better videos ever put out was uh at one point paul mcbath was training in um, a barn like facility or a pole barn mm -hmm. and uh, he had put out a 50 plus one video i i trust that you saw that do you, do you oh yeah are you familiar with it I, to this mm -hmm. day I, I don't care if you love or hate someone like paul mcbath the fact that he made 50 putts in a row from 25 or 28 or 30 feet whatever it was of course the internet you know wanted to challenge him on it and then uh, doesn't he make a three-pointer, I think, to finish it off? or dunks Yeah, or dunks, something like that. Yeah. Um, anyone to make 50 putts in a row from almost any distance does take a little bit of skill. Uh, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. You, maybe you could top that. It's not a bad idea. You have to try. Okay. Okay. I like it. Um, so if, if you're ready for it, uh, give us an update. First of all, tell us what you're – your uh, contract obligations have been, you know, where you've been and what it uh, has entailed. And then tell us if you have news or what the news is moving into 2023. Yeah. So I've been with Prodigy for basically since I started. So maybe five years, I think I was on the street team for a year or two and I went on their tournament team and then I signed on their upper team for in 2020 for two years. So I've been with prodigy forever. Um, it was, it was a very like basic contract. I wasn't insanely good when I signed in 2020. Um, but then this year I have decided to sign again with them for another year. I'm very excited about it. Excellent. There's a lot of, uh, prodigy. Yeah. I have a lot, in, I have a lot planned prodigy is a lot planned and, uh, it's going to be a really, really cool partnership going forward. Does that, like, I'm assuming you're on the top tier level of, of the Prodigy team uh, still, of course, unless they've got a different 
status. It would be awkward if you're getting promoted. <laughs> I mean, I'm here to announce I've now been I'm back on the uh, back on the street team. Yeah. Um, what did were there any thoughts of any other uh, sponsorships? Any other manufacturers? I mean, you have an agent now, so clearly he knows the market. Did you have any communication with him? Like, hey, I, you know. If all else is equal, Prodigy is my go-to. You know, I, I they're, they're they're my homies, so to speak. Um, people still say that, right? Yeah. Okay. The, good. Yeah, the kids, um, the kids too. So, mm-hmm. like, how, how did my homies, <laughs> Coolio? Um, so ultimately, <laughs> uh, how did how did that talk go with your agent? And then, what were the prospects like out there right now? Yeah. So Ted has a lot of connections with different companies. So he, you know, he reached out to a lot of them, but ultimately. Uh, like you said, if Prodigy was going to, you know, have an offer equivalent to any other one, I would go with Prodigy just because I, I know they're plastic. I love the team and I love the people there. Um, what, what is that like, you know, because I think of Will Schusterick and obviously the rest of the crew that kind of started Prodigy, uh, you know, there's this huge influx probably before you were even disc golfing back in 2013 is when Prodigy, were, were you, tell me you were alive in 2013, right? How old were you in Barely, 2013? Yeah. Uh, 13. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, so very early stages is when we saw Prodigy and, and we, we say it all the time. They obviously really shook up the market at that time, uh, pulling from a, a number of different manufacturers. They were, uh, some of the first ones that we saw with kind of this monthly stipend and, and some form of, uh, uh, you know, ownership or stock within the company. Um, what is the dynamic like in terms of, you know, who do you talk to? Is that, is that Schusterick? Is that other people? Like, what is the, what is the team structure kind of like, I guess is what I'm trying to ask. Uh, Ted was in contact with the CEO. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think he, he runs the, you know, all the team side stuff and getting players. We've seen this big influx of, uh, well, a number of specifically of you younger players on Prodigy, yourself, Gavin, of course, uh, Isaac, uh, and Gannon. Is there some competitiveness among you guys when it comes to, you know, thinking about contracts and is this guy getting way more than me, a little bit more than me? Are are, are those conversations that even behind closed doors you guys have among each other, whether you share them publicly or not, but are those conversations you guys have uh, with each other being good friends? I mean, maybe a little bit. We're not like too competitive, I guess you could say about it. Um, Just because, I mean, we're all professionals. We know, like, Gannon, for example, is significantly better than me. I know he should be getting paid more than me. Um, speaking of Gannon, he's calling me right now. <laughs> he's doing he's that like, on purpose. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> don't, tell, don't, don't spill it. Don't spill it. <laughs> are, you, are you thinking this is like a, an old school uh, uh, friends scenario where they all negotiated together and you all get the same or you all walk? Is that kind of the... Yeah, okay. So I mean, Friends if, was if this we, TV <laughs> show where... No, no. Um, yeah, and, and I guess maybe that's kind of... That is along the lines that I'm thinking of is knowing that you guys are... Uh, you're pretty close, you know, friend wise, your, you know, your skill levels, obviously on any given weekend, one may touring together, the other, you're touring together, making a lot of content together. You're kind of this traveling packed pack of a sort. And that's where I think of, you know, is there any animosity and or awkwardness that might be had among you guys that, uh, or, or if it's just things are relatively open and, and you guys don't sweat it. 
Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, the <laughs> answer don't... is it's awkward. You want to tell us about it? That's fine. <laughs> no, it's it's no, it's not awkward. We're pretty open about stuff, and it's yeah. like I said, we're we don't really care. Yeah, the, I mean, you guys are playing disc golf for a living, and yeah. hopefully, yeah, you uh, can't complain. A career out of it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so signed your your re upping, so to speak, your contract for one more year. Uh, as of right now, what goes into that conversation of of one year? I mean, we're very much in a stage or in a position of most contracts now. I feel like our two years are almost the norm, if not more. Yeah. Uh, how'd you land on one year? Yeah. So there's two things that went into making my decision for the one year. Um, one of them was the YouTube channel. You know, it's very new. I started it last year and I feel like it's going to continue to grow. I'm going to keep uploading videos. Every event uh, is what I'm planning. So I think that's going to hopefully explode next year and do really well. And then the second thing, which I think is the most important thing was, like I said, I kind of, that, fire the love of disc golf kind of relet in me and I'm putting everything that I have into disc golf all my time. I'm training so hard. Um, so I, I plan next year to do really, really well. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're hedging kind of your bet. Things. You're kind of whole, you know, thinking, uh, if, if 2023 is in fact the year I, I think the glow up, I think, I don't know, maybe not. But any- <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> okay. But anyway, 2023 is this big year. You want to have a, maybe a little bit more leverage and some negotiating power that if you have this killer year, you're, again, going to be uh, a free agent or at least, you know, uh, in a signing stage at the end of 2023. Is that a fair way to put it? Yeah, I think so. All right. I, I like that. Sounds like you're betting on yourself. And uh, that I I can't argue with that. How how important is, you know, you just mentioned it, and Johnny V uh, fanboys over it all the time, your content. I love how it. How important is making that content to you? What what does it do for you? What, what, what box does it check or fill? What does it do for you? Well, it definitely helps me waste a lot of time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is, I mean, it's a good thing because there's, before I started making those, after practice round, we've been sitting at our van for however long. So helps us have a little more fun on the road. Um, then it also helps me sell a lot more plastic. I think, you know, kind of, um, I don't know, puts my name a little bit more on the map and maybe get some more fans, which would result in I'm able to sell more discs. Yeah. Uh, I think that's basic marketing and I think you're on top of it, which yep. is more than a lot. I mean, are you surprised more players don't take social media and and it doesn't have to just be YouTube clearly, but are you surprised that more people don't take advantage and, and see what you see? Maybe a little bit, but also not too much just because I, I now understand how long it takes. It takes me so, so long to make those videos and it's a lot of dedication to do it week in and week out. I feel like a lot of players, they like, they start YouTube channels and then after a couple of videos, they just don't upload again. And I totally understand that now just because I realize how much of a grind it really is. Yeah. And, and I mean, even again, way back in the day that 
was synonymous with blogging, with people writing. You know, there used to be, oh, after every tournament, I'm going to write an update. I'm going to share all my thoughts, everything that went well. And usually you got your website up and running. There was a blog post. A week later, there was the first entry. And then six months later, hey, guys, it's been a busy season. <laughs> you know, I haven't been able to stay on top, which I we all understand, but that's kind of the nature of it. And at the end of the day, you're there to p- play good golf, first and foremost, m- most likely. Um, and that's what you're trying to accomplish, first and foremost. Do you take any influence from any other golfers or any other channels that you've seen out there? Um, you know, we think of Eagle and Simon being two of your bigger channels, but do you take any influence from any other channels of, from the golf community? Um, not really, not a ton. My kind of my video style, it's kind of weird. Cause I used to make me and my brother used to play a lot of video games and I would kind of save some highlights throughout like the month and then make like a montage of it. And it's kind of similar to that. I just film a lot of stuff during the week and, and I just put all the funny moments or the cool moments into one video. So it's similar to that. Okay. And now I guess the follow-up to that is, you know, from a golfer's perspective, maybe you're not following anyone else. Is there any other YouTuber or content creator that you feel like you've had an influence from or editing style or anything like that from at all? Either any other influences outside um, of yourself? I don't really think one specifically. I do feel like over the past few years, people's uh, – um, I don't know. I feel like people like shorter and like faster videos. So I don't think there's a specific creator, but just kind of the overall demand of videos. People just want fast and like just chopped up. Okay. Okay. Uh, I like it. Well, what, what is there a goal in mind for your channel, uh, whether it's a subscriber count or a view count or number anything of like videos that, in a year or a number of videos in a year? Do you have any specific goal that you, that you're really striving for in 2023? Um, I'd like to make a video every event um, since I think I made one every event since Portland in this past season leading up to the end of the season. Um, so I'd like to do that again, I think. Okay. And then what but like I said, it's a, it's a grind. Any off season? <laughs> you're going to do any off season content? I know it's probably a little more difficult because it's pretty repetitive as far as what you're training and whatnot, but is there, is there any video planning for that? Um, not, I don't think about my specific off season. No, but I do have a lot of clips that I didn't use for this past season that I've been thinking about making into videos. But yeah, this off season is very busy, or busy, so I don't think I'll really be able to make videos other than the stuff I've already have. Yeah, and and I I said I don't want to make it too awkward. Ace Run is asking who your favorite YouTube channel is, and I thought, well, this is gonna be awkward when he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be i mean ace run ace run i think it's gotta be uh, okay okay so you're on their payroll as well then it sounds <laughs> like is good, good yeah. job ace run we love it uh, it sounds like you've got a couple big uh, your fan club is out there it looks like gavin is apparently if if these aren't all trolls gavin's in the uh in the chat as is uh did we see that uh uh, Gannon is also in there. He I saw G- oh, Gannon was upset you didn't answer his FaceTime. Isaac's <laughs> upset that you're not playing Minecraft with him. Um, mm. and, and I haven't seen Gavin. You might need to hit the, uh, the show. Yeah. So Gavin's and uh, Gavin yeah. is just insulting you. Yeah. So uh, that was a, That was another video idea that we came up with is doing a Minecraft series. I don't <laughs> think we'll ever do it, but it would be pretty funny. <laughs> is it's? I mean, do you, you play Minecraft with Isaac? Honestly, 
or uh, no, not not really. But okay, <laughs> I I didn't know. I mean, I know that's you know my 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 thirteen year old son plays Minecraft. I know it's uh, he watches a bunch of YouTubers that do it, and I, I, I play Minecraft, just not just not with Isaac, just not with Isaac. <laughs> well, that was going to be <laughs> play with other people. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I, I think back to you know uh, the. Obviously, Tina and Eric were streaming and doing a lot of stuff. We've seen a lot of players do a lot of... I think uh, Kevin Jones just, what, a week ago or two weeks ago was talking about streaming on Twitch and mm-hmm. uh, and playing some games. Is that something that would ever interest you on or off season? I mean, I think so. I feel like that would also take a good amount of time to do if you're doing like long streams and you have to get the right setup. But, I mean, who knows? I think that could be pretty fun to do. When it comes to content, um, what is there a goal? Do you care about a subscriber count, like in the big picture? Um, you know, do you care about getting to a hundred thousand or or having one of the biggest YouTube channels? Is is any of that at all on your mind, or are you just making content? Be, you know, because like you said, it checks certain boxes for you. Uh, as far as subscriber count, no, not really. I mean, it's obviously cool to get like a play button, but ultimately I don't, I don't really care. I just like, like making the best videos I can. I've, I've, there's a lot of videos that I have that I spent a lot of time doing that I never release just cause I don't, don't feel like they're up to the standard I want them to be. Wow. That, uh, I mean, that says a lot. I mean, I have no standards. So if, if I went through the, if I went through the effort of editing it, it's, it's for sure going to make it. And, and again, I love your videos, but I've seen some of the dumb things that you guys do. And if they don't meet those standards, I can't imagine what, uh, what didn't make the cut. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the bloopers and the, the outtakes maybe. Well, and speaking of those, what would you say is an all around favorite moment or maybe a collection of moments on or off the course what would you when you look back on 2022? What are what are some of the moments, the key moments that stand out for you? Well, I think the obvious ones are the wins I had. Those were really exciting, just because I hadn't. The last one I had was Music City, and that was a while ago. Um, I think just having having some new friends this year was so was just made the whole whole touring experience so much better. Because in 2021, I I had a couple friends, but no one I'd really hang out with. So most of the time I just go practice and sit in my van alone for the rest of the day and play the tournaments. Um, but then I got really close with Gannon during this past off season and Isaac came on the road and then I met Gavin in Vegas. So yeah. So just having, having a good group of friends for the whole season was really, really fun. It's it's amazing how, how much that can help as far as just your 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 mental fortitude mm-hmm. for the year having a group of friends like that because I look at some of these guys that tour primarily by themselves and I mean I, like a Ricky comes to mind who I mean obviously people like Ricky on tour but he he travels by himself you don't really see him um, interacting with a lot of players uh, very often off tour so you have to wonder how does someone you know how is someone able to separate that with what like what you guys have you guys have a a pretty regular crew so it's an interesting Mm -hmm. difference uh when when you're looking into 2023 is there anything that you have planned that would surprise us you know an event that's off the beaten path some you know b tier that maybe you've just been excited to get to or whatever the case might be is there anything as you're looking at 2023 that is uh out of the ordinary um 
I don't know. It may be expected, but it's new for me. Um, I'm planning on going to Europe for those okay. events, which I'm so, so excited for, and probably that Canada tournament. Okay. Um, but other than that, I feel like not not really anything surprising. And what what mo- I don't want to say what most excites you, but when you look at the tour and you look at the schedule, is there any kind of consideration for whether it's a drive or it's a, the distance between two events and you think, well, maybe if I skip this one, then I'll actually be able to relax. Like what, what are some of the things that you feel like the experience that you can take from these last two years and you can bring into 2023 and be like, you know what? I love that event, but it's not worth the ultimately the, the 19 hours of driving to get out there and get back for it. Or is there anything like that, that you wisdom you could pass along? Um, yeah, touring for two years now, I've definitely, I now understand how important rest is. So I try to come home when I can, even if it's like, I have to drive 10 hours to get here. If it's for a week, I'll a hundred percent do it just because I know how worth it it is. Okay. And do you have any breaks that are, that you know, are, are scheduled that is like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, I don't really particularly care for, I don't want to say that, that course or that area, but do you have any scheduled breaks uh, like that plan for this year? I can't think of any, I'd have to look at my schedule, but I feel like the way the tour is set up this year, there's not too many that are close enough to like drive back home and drive back. And, and there, and most of the events are back to back. Yeah. And that's what I was just going to say. I, I know that's hard to think yeah. about scheduled breaks. And then you think, Man, you get into that, you know, seventh weekend in a row, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, maybe I could use a week skip off. And- I could skip yeah, this over. So, yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes <laughs> well, it just happens on the spot. You just want to go home. And that kind of leads to my question of where do you fit in, and where do you feel like uh, with your career and the anxiousness to play and the excitement level? Where do you feel like some of these other events fit and silver? you know, events being maybe the number one example, are those on your radar or do you kind of look ahead to those and think, okay, I could probably take a few of those off. Well, how do you look at some of those weekends? Um, right now where I'm at, you know, I don't, I can't really realistically just fly it to an event and come back. So a lot of the silver series are scheduled in between elite series. So what else are you going to do? You know? Sure. <laughs> so some of them are just kind of, Kind of like that, you know, you don't have really anything else to do, so decide to play. Uh, I want to briefly touch back on you, on the contract, the one-year contract that you have. Was there anything in the contract that you were uh, surprised about? Is there a um, a minimum number of events that you have to do this year? Are there like a minimum? Is your social media at all tied into the contract? I mean, I don't need super specifics, but I'm just curious as to whether you kind of maybe Prodigy as a whole – do they kind of have a boilerplate contract that they then just adjust a few numbers for for each player? Or is do you feel like everybody kind of has a unique, con- specific contract for them? I think for the most part, Prodigy does it where everyone has a pretty similar one. Um, I think we all have social media bonuses. Mm. Um, uh, but as far as like how many tournaments played, it's pretty much the same as years past. Nothing, nothing too new. Are you forced to hang out with Gavin? Is that in the contract? Yes. Okay. Oh, yep. Wow. I, I assumed as much, but I, I sometimes the things aren't said outside, out loud. <laughs> uh, I mean, in him, I, I think more and more now. He, he, you know, you 
classified him as uh you know on the upper echelon in terms of the play but he's also by far the youngest and there's certain legalities i mean he can't rent a car he can't uh get a hotel there's a lot of things he still can't do uh do you at all sometimes feel like you're a, a legal guardian slash babysitter to him oh absolutely more so babysitter <laughs> than legal guardian <laughs> uh, what's the uh, dumbest thing he did this year oh man there's a lot. <laughs> Let's see. I'm sure there's one that'll come to mind. I don't know. I can't think of any Anything really embarrassing dumb thing he did. or. Uh... <laughs> well, here's the question: Was there anything you caught on camera that you just said I, I can't put that out? Like, there's just there's no way. Like, that would not be either not be appropriate or that would that's too embarrassing. Like, this person might get made fun of forever for that. Um, there's been stuff that I thought was really funny that he was like, that's too embarrassing. You can't put that up, which is surprising because I, I feel like I've put it, I think he's okay with a lot of embarrassing stuff putting put up, but. And not just him, <laughs> I, specifically, I was thinking just in general of your, what you've captured, yeah. but, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I, Isaac's on the board saying Alden is our dad. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, who are you the most responsible amongst the four of you? Are you like the most kind of, um, or, or. Isaac, maybe? I don't know. I feel like Gavin may be it. Really? He's okay. kind of the voice of reason in the group, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, fair enough. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, I love how these guys are all having their own chat session uh, within, <laughs> within the comments, which is exactly what we love to see. Um, so uh, with regard to the contract, uh, one of the things that I feel like, again, set Prodigy apart many years ago was essentially like a monthly stipend or or something of that nature where it was like a guaranteed pay how does how does even today's structure again I, we don't need specific share what what you will but how does today's structure how do you feel like that matches up against other teams and other uh other sponsorships do you feel like there's some similarities or do you still or is there some uniqueness to what they're offering and how your contract is structured i feel like at least in my experience, obviously I don't have a ton of experience, but the majority of like companies have very, very similar contracts as far as like monthly pay, bonus structure, just stuff like that. Okay. Um, is there anything, you know, as Johnny just mentioned about within the contract, is there anything that talks about uh, expanding, whether it's a, a, a tour series type disc, signature type disc? Is there anything like that that uh, that the world should be expecting? I don't know if I'm allowed to say, honestly, but... Yeah, you are. We're just definitely, we're you here. definitely... <laughs> it's, listen, it's just you, us, and your friends. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> but I will say you can definitely expect some some really cool things coming from prodigy okay okay i like it i like it um again uh every every manufacturer is a little bit different is there ultimately a cap on what you could earn so if you so if you win every event bonuses just keep adding up (laughs) yeah i uh i don't think there's really a cap and I, I guess maybe when I think about that, bonuses obviously can come to mind, but I think about... Um, disc sales, disc bonuses. Disc sales. You know, and- sometimes you hear, oh, we've heard of disgruntled 
uh, or frustrated players from various manufacturers, uh, not any one in particular, but from manufacturers that have said, hey, I, I could sell 10,000 discs in a year. They would sell, but the manufacturer isn't keeping up with the demand. And that's where I guess that, that kind of feels like you're being capped to some degree of, hey, you know, they only made 3,000 of these. They sold out instantly, and then they never, you know, did another run of them where if they would have made another three or five or 10,000, they would have likely sold out right away. I guess that's when I think about being kind of somewhat restricted or capped. Um, you know, that can sometimes comes to mind, but okay. Yeah, with from my experience, Prodigy is very, very good of whatever disc we want. Like if we say we want this stamp on this disc to sell, they're very quick with getting that out to us. Very cool. And if people wanted, and I know we, we normally do this kind of as we're wrapping up, but if people wanted to directly support you or indirectly support you, what are some of the ways that they could go about it? Do you have a website? Do you have a section within the prodigy website? What, uh, what are some of the ways people could, could go about supporting you. We are currently working on a website now. So there's not really like a big hub for where you can find all things Alden. But at this current moment, you can subscribe to my YouTube, Alden Harris, or follow me on Instagram, Alden.C.Harris. Those are the two main ways you can support me right now. And if somebody was trying to get discs, where is there anywhere in particular that you send them? Or is it directly to you? Uh, you can go to the Prodigy website. There's some Alden discs there. Or you can contact me on my Instagram. I also have some at hand that I could send you. Awesome. Did I see in a video not long ago, I don't pay I don't pay a lot of attention. I'll be the first to admit to a lot of videos. But I could have swore I saw you saying you were like ready to give away 50 of your discs. Did I see that somewhere? Yeah. What are you I think doing? it was the I last video I posted. You definitely need a business manager because if you're just giving away <laughs> dozens and dozens of discs, I don't, I, there's got to be an ROI yeah, somewhere. Yeah. But what was that all about? So, <laughs> so I wasn't for USDGC because it's so close to me. It's so close to Isaac um, as far as like location. A lot of our family was there and some of Gavin's family was there, Gain's family was there. So we weren't really able to hang out as much as we usually would. So I didn't really have a video plan. And then of course, Gannon had to go win it, obviously. Selfish. I don't know why. Yeah, seriously. But he won it. And then I got a billion messages saying, oh, I can't wait for this week, this week's vlog. And I was like, that's too bad. So <laughs> yes, we, you can I, wait, and you will. <laughs> so, but there's so many people asking for it. I was like, man, this is the one I I just can't miss. So we did a quick Gannon interview while he was in a bathtub. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, it was pretty I did funny. See that one. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but as a as a sorry to my viewers that it wasn't like a normal vlog, I just gave away 50 discs. Okay, that's great. I mean, yep. uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a model uh, that's out there. And, uh, hopefully, that again paid off for you. Uh, do you have a Patreon or or anything like that that people can support you through? No, no Patreon. Okay. okay. Some someone earlier on the board asked, uh, just haircut anytime. Are you gonna let it? How, how, how long are you gonna let it grow? Like, what? It, what's the what's the um, what's the plan for your I mane? Definitely. I don't think I'll go to short, like just like short hair anytime soon. It'll always be pretty long, but I'm definitely going to get it trimmed before, uh, before next season starts. Uh, is that been, how long has that been your style? Like, is that, is that what you see for the foreseeable future and, and what uh, um, drives you to that? I had all, I've only 
trimmed it a couple times since I got, since I graduated high school. Um, so it's not, I've not like had it my whole life. I've had it for probably, what even is it? Three, three years maybe, but don't, uh, don't plan on cutting it anytime soon. Uh, a- any hair care tips that, uh, I mean, cause uh, to be honest, well, I mean, we're seeing a ton of our players while playing. Yeah. yeah. We're seeing a ton of our players <laughs> and, uh, some of our media crew growing out hair has definitely caught on. I feel like is maybe even more, I don't want to say trendy, but it's definitely trending more than, than it was ever like, recently. it was like COVID on where a lot of people just kind of uh, just rolling with it. I mean, they can't all be Aldens and James Conrad, but, uh, any, any tips or, uh, any insight or tips for anyone out there? As far as like washing it and all that stuff, not yeah, and, really, and but... the, the challenge of living on the road and having um, a substantial amount of hair. I feel like having shorter hair would be harder living on the road because when I have long hair, I can just put it all up in a bun when I wake up and not have to deal with it for the whole day. But with short hair, I feel like you'd have to style it in some way. But I do, I feel like I get a message every week of someone asking me how I tie up my hair when I play because for them, it always flies out when they throw. And I always have to break the news to him that there's no, that I have not found a good way to put it up in a bun. Because what you don't see in coverage is me putting it back up in a bun like every few holes. <laughs> uh, have you thought about like the Paige shoe? I mean, she kind of made that famous of just like having the long hair and then just throwing it. It's just always ripping around, you know, creating. I, yeah. I... I can't, I honestly have no idea how she does that. Having long hair now, I just can't, I can't even fathom it. I tried to, I tried to, I've, I didn't even, I had a hat on still. Like, so my hair wasn't all up in my face, but it was still down like behind me. And I still couldn't play like that. It's, I don't know how she does it. I'm just saying there's there's a world champion tip in there somewhere and uh, <laughs> uh, she's acquired one of those, uh, one of those uh, yeah accolades. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe reach out. Maybe, uh, yeah. Apparently, I, and we're going to take this this question off the board. Ask <laughs> about burrs stuck in your hair at GMC. Did you get into like a... a oh, my a, goodness. Like, like this a, was the worst experience ever. I mean, because we've all had burrs on like our clothing, our pants, legs. Your your shoelaces are the worst because they feel like they're in there for, for like, you know, six weeks. But did, did you get some in, in your hair? Was that... I'm I'm guessing one of the one of the boys commented yeah. that because no one yeah. even really knows about that because I I, I I wanted to document for a video but it was so it was so miserable it was so <laughs> bad so yeah I was at GMC it was during one of the practice days um, before the sun was setting I went to go play a few holes to test out some new discs on Fox Run and I shanked one into the woods had to go get it and my head got stuck on this branch. And I had to like rip off the branch and then just take everything out of it. And then I got out and realized there was like three or four really big burrs just stuck in my head. And I was, oh my goodness, this, I don't, I don't want to relive this, but I'll keep, I'll keep talking about it. I mean, these are the problems uh, so, people don't think about. Go on. <laughs> so I was, I didn't want to go to anybody because I was so embarrassed about it. So I went to try to do it alone, but I just kept making it worse and worse. <laughs> and I finally found Gavin. It was, and it was like almost dark at this point. And I was like, we're at Smuggler's Notch. So there's nothing really around you. We didn't have showers or anything. So I went to Gavin and he was obviously making fun of me at first, but then he, he remembered his long hair and how 
you know, how much he loved it, how much I love mine. So it was a big deal. And then he, luckily his mom is like a really, really good hairstylist and knows everything about hair. So <laughs> he called her, she said, you need some type of oil or coconut oil or something to get it out. And it should come out no problem. So again, because it's smuggler's notch, we had to drive a good ways yep. at, when it's dark already to go get some uh, coconut oil. So I went into the store to get coconut oil with a bunch of birds in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally got back to Smuggler's Notch. And we were staying on, like all the people in vans got to stay on the Fox Run side next mm-hmm. to the that little pond. Yep. So I had to go get in the pond at, I don't even know, it was like seven or eight at night. And Gavin sat there. He was so nice. I was, he was sitting on the dock. I was just sitting in the water so sad as he was pulling, putting coconut oil in my hair and pulling out burrs. <laughs> wow. That's a true friend. It, uh, it, honestly, yeah, that it, is, it is. Content as well. Uh-huh. I know. But it, I mean, it, it probably took him a good 30, 40 minutes to get him out. It was that bad. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that sounds. I forgot about that story. That was. <laughs> Man, it sounds so endearing and kind and, and sweet. Oh. <laughs> Actually, it was funny because before, <laughs> right before it actually happened, I saw Chris and Brittany filming some video with Discraft. Mm-hmm. So before I found Gavin, after trying it, trying to get it out myself, I called Chris because I was like, Brittany probably could help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't answer. And then I like texted him. I was like, Does Brittany? know how to get birds out of a hair and all he said was lol so, <laughs> Ouch. so he didn't even he didn't even i guess he thought i was kidding or something so i was like wow okay chris Ouch. so then i went to gavin i mean because I, mean, I mean not to compare you but i mean they have a dog and i'm sure the dog gets birds they live where they're at so you would think she would have some experience maybe cleaning some of that out i can understand why and that's what i thought yeah. she's a sweetheart so i could see her you know taking the spot of gavin and just sitting there picking him out of your hair but uh, i, I you took got it gavin. a different way i took it as yeah chris i was like f off bro i'm with discraft now you prodigy <laughs> no. no but i don't i think he thought i was kidding so the message never even got to Brittany because i told Brittany afterward a few days later and she was like oh i could have totally helped you uh, so this is all dickerson yep. c dick it's all his yeah fault. always uh that that makes sense i can understand well <laughs> that is an awesome story. I want to give one more uh, one more question for you then, and it kind of goes along those lines of of things you've learned and experience, and and uh, just really how you could help out the next people uh, that decide to take to the tour. You've been in a van; it's all decked out. It looks really nice. I think it's one of the the, the better wraps out there on tour. It looks great. My question to you then is: um, van life clearly becoming. A, a staple out there for our touring players. What would be your your pro tip when it comes to van life? Whether a design component, an actual brand of a van, a thing to think about to either install or or to skip. Give us a give us a good pro tip for the van life and uh, being out there. Um, it's probably kind of a boring answer, but I feel like just getting in contact with someone else who is living in a van because there's like infinite things you need to know. Okay. Um, it's hard to really narrow it down to one. Uh, did you watch YouTube videos? Did you talk to other touring golfers? What, what was, what were some of the things that, 
um, you felt like, wow, I'm really glad I got that insight. Anything in particular? Yeah, I mainly, I think I talked to a lot of touring pros. There actually was, um, I think I was at a B tier. It was like a, and I don't know, a couple months after I got my van and I, and I met this guy at the B tier, he wasn't a touring pro or anything, but he lived in a van. So I was able to get in contact with him and ask a lot of questions. But then once I was on the road, cause it's a little different living in a van in like one area compared to living in a van traveling across the U S mm-hmm. so for, for like advice and stuff about traveling the whole U S I went to some touring pros. What's the one thing you, if, if money wasn't a factor or maybe even time, what's the one thing you'd change about your van? If you could just snap your fingers, what's the one thing you could, you would change about oh, your van? Oh man. Hmm. Oh man. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I, Electricity I love, I love good, my van so much. Good. Uh, bathroom or non uh, shower shower. I mean, I, like, I guess, I guess a bathroom would be nice, but uh, pretty much every touring player that who lives in a van has a planet fitness membership. So okay. usually every night we kind of have a get together at planet fitness unintentionally. We're just all there at the same time. That makes sense. Yep. Okay. So nothing, nothing major. I mean, which maybe is a, is a, as a testament to, you know, you doing things right. That if you can't think of anything that's right off the top of your head, like, ah, oh, you know, and, and I always go to the standby of Paige Pierce always used to talk about, she's like, I, you know, um, I don't know if she put in one or no ceiling fan or, or vent at first. And then I think she added a second one. So maybe mm-hmm. she went from one to two and she, I just remember her saying that was a game changer for her specifically. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always think if there's one thing, but if, if there's nothing that jumps out at you, you must've got some really good sound advice. All yeah. right. I, I think that's about it. Unless there's something that's an open floor, open, uh, open call. If there's, is there anything that you want to touch on that we didn't lob up to you and, and talk about here tonight? Mm, I don't know. Talk about Gannon. If there's anything funny about him, we can talk about, but other than that, I mean, if you've got, if you, if you're He's still underage, you, I don't know if we can say those things <laughs> yeah. or if you've got an embarrassing story that's surface that you're ready for, I mean, or, uh, or maybe no. you have to save that for an after show. I don't know, but, <laughs> Any, anytime you want to share it, we'll we'll be here to listen to it. We see Gannon and cool. Gavin. And we get them on the same time. Oh my gosh! They're, uh, eight, oh, six, his face on me. Do do me to get him? <laughs> sure, go ahead. <laughs> yep. Let me see. <laughs> oh wait! Can you hear me still? Yep. Yep. Gannon, say something in my AirPod. Hello. Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, Gannon. Hey, don't you have homework to be doing, I can't kid? Hear anything. Oh, he, I forgot he can't hear anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably better that way. He he should be doing his homework. It's yeah. Oh, they God. say you need to be doing your homework. So I'm, I'm grinding right now. I got my weights. Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's lifting weights right now. <laughs> your math your math book doesn't count. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> he said your math book doesn't count. <laughs> oh my! Your math book doesn't count as a weight. Yeah, I don't. I don't do math, man. <laughs> all right. All he needs are twos and threes. Need to go that's, to bed. that's probably all. He it needs. would be hilarious to see to see Gannon come back next year jacked, looking like Gavin, <laughs> like Gannon coming out looking like Gavin. Oh, <laughs> Just uh, uh, I, I will say he's he's. He's gained like 15 pounds of muscle. I'm not even kidding. 
Wow. So he, he may come back as an Ezra Aderhold. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, no. I don't know where all these videos are going to happen. <laughs> Things are going to get wild. More wild. Well, hmm. anyway. All right. Well, Alden, uh, I want to be the first or, or one of the earlies to say congratulations on your successes this year. Everything that you've done to you know continue to further your career, you know, being out on the road yet for another year. Obviously, you're looking forward to and, and placing bets on yourself for the 2023 season. That's awesome. It's great that you have representation and that you have somebody taking care of the business side so you can focus on not only the golf, but also what you want to do to you know, fill your heart and soul with your creative side. Uh, we love seeing it, and uh, it's always a pleasure to see you out there on the tour and yeah. looking forward to a, a big, successful 2023 and beyond. So thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you. I appreciate awesome. it. Can I thank a couple sponsors? Always do, as always. Go for it. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, Prodigy, another year. So excited. So thank you to them. Thank you to Eagles Wings, Disc Golf. Thank you to Double G Jerky. And thank you to T-Box Socks. Then a few more that are coming soon. All right. All right. Well, it sounds like uh, you're getting a ton of support, as you should be. Uh, again, it's great seeing you out there on the tour. I love catching up with you uh, whenever I see you. And I know you guys, uh, the good, wholesome group that you are, are going to continue to have a good time <laughs> out there traveling around the country and enjoying your best life. We love seeing it. So thanks for joining us. Yes. Congrats on the contract extension. And uh, we'll, uh, if we don't see you before, we'll for sure see you at Vegas. Sweet. All right. All right. Thank you all. Thanks, Thanks for having Alden. See ya. And there you have it. Alden Harris. Contract extension giving us a Smashbox exclusive here tonight. Correct. He hasn't been announced anywhere until <laughs> here that he has re-signed with Prodigy. Yeah, and I, I really love the philosophy of the, the one year. And again, I know that's a little bit almost uncommon in this day and age, but... If if he thinks that he's going to have yeah. a, a big year, big banner year, or or just a contingent wants to keep any options open, however you want to look at it, uh, mm-hmm. I like that he's essentially betting on himself with that. Yeah, I mean that's how you can look at it. With one year, you're betting on yourself because if, for instance, if I, as I jokingly said, if he starts winning all the events, you know that's going to drive up his price. Alternatively, if you know he's finishing in twentieth a lot. You know, that is that could have an effect on his next year price. But I don't foresee the latter, the way he's been playing and yeah. the, and the uh, the skill set that he has, especially if he's going to be working on his distance, because he's right in that distance. While he's better than most of us listening and watching, um, there are uh, other than a few of you out there that I know travel with him. <laughs> um, he does not have that elite dis that the elite distance like that Ganon sure. has currently, or as we mentioned, an Ezra Ader hold. So that's yeah. definitely something he can work on. And if he can if he can give himself more chances at birdies, you you can't ask for anything more on the tour. No, no. Uh, especially when he's obviously as good of a putter as he is. Just taking a quick look, seeing that he played in twenty it's list has him listed as playing in twenty seven events this year. Uh, has the earnings of twenty five thousand three hundred eighteen dollars, so averaging just just shy of a thousand dollars per event that he played in. And then obviously he's got sponsorship bonuses and other things that are coming down the pipe. And I look at the twenty five k that he won this year, essentially doubled his career earnings. Um, and obviously he's only been on the tour uh, since twenty twenty one, but doubled. He made twelve thousand in twenty. Well, it's, yeah, twelve thousand in twenty twenty one. So he's essentially he went from uh, six thousand in twenty twenty 
to doubling that to 12,000 in 2021 to then almost exactly doubling that in 2022. So looking for a good, uh, to keep that streak alive. Yeah, exactly. So awesome. And, uh, congrats, uh, to both him and prodigy along with Ted and the rest of the crew, as he said, uh, working with, uh, Ted and double G jerky T box socks. Uh, awesome to see. So, and I know we were talking about his, uh, his van build out. If anyone's interested in van build outs right now, Ella Hansen is doing a series on YouTube of her off season van build out. So you can kind of watch that progress while she, uh, while she builds out what, what will hopefully be her touring vehicle for the 2023 season. Yeah. Best of luck to her. She also has some uh, media background that uh, I, I don't think a lot of people even realize that besides being an ultimate player, she was actually on staff and crew filming at the USDGC a few years ago uh, and uh, works in that capacity as well. So clearly multi-talented and looking forward to what she's going to be doing here in 2023. Also, um, you know, I know we talked about it a few weeks ago. Uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see if we have any news or announcements or any changes that are going to be taking place for our 2023 season. It feels like most of the, you know, our tour dates are set. Um, there's still obviously the murmurs of any kind of policy changes or adjustments that may or may not be happening. We still know of nothing that's been formally announced. Uh, in fact, it, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to get a check-in of some sort with uh, whether it's the PDGA or the PDGA Medical uh, Committee, I know. I feel like we should uh, wait on that. Honestly, well, I, 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 like I'm wait just saying until I'm, the announcement is made. Oh, of course, and and that's what I'm saying. But, I can't even speculate on anything. I just would love to know if or where there's something that is is mm-hmm. leaning in any given direction, and or the conversations that are being had, or if this is something that is going to continue, for lack of a better term, to be tabled and discussed, or if we're going to see something that has a policy conversation that may be implemented as early as the beginning of the year. That's that's where I'm at with it. Is just well, I feel like going. if we don't hear something by mid-January, <laughs> or, or, or early to mid-January, then at that point, I feel that we could reach out to the PDGA. I would like to give them until then before we you know get them on and get the, any any sort of information. Because honestly, they're not going to... They're not going to tell us anything about whether they're leaning one way or the other or what the deal is until the announcement is made if an announcement is going to be made this year. I don't know. I I hope an announcement of some sort is made just to kind of finally, you know, put put whatever uh fires out for some people to rest. So, uh, we'll see. All right. Now, uh in just a few moments, I've reached out to our next guest who's going to be joining us. And uh, we'll see if he can jump on and uh, have a conversation. This last weekend, I want to quickly recap. I know, uh, Johnny, you you said it earlier in the show. All the people care about is the cold turkey seventeen, and I'm gonna I'm going to go ahead and quickly touch on that. Uh, it was a great weekend, unseasonably warm yet again here in Wisconsin. Uh, we had really nice weather on Saturday with a little bit of wind, but temps were on the higher side in the 50s. Sunday, we had a little bit of rain, but ultimately, um, pretty good weather conditions overall when you collectively look at the weekend. So I'm going to start uh, and just name off a few of the winners. Barrett White, a multiple-time world champion. She is, again, your champion in FPO. Steve Held, a buddy of ours. 
I guess we'll, yeah, we still call him that. Mm. A buddy of ours uh, took down the Masters division. Jacob Kane in a playoff, I believe, took down Advanced on Saturday, Advanced Men. Uh, Anya took down Advanced Women. Jeff Romig took down Advanced Masters. John Melinda advanced Grandmasters. And MA60 was taken down by Bruce Glass. Those are all your Saturday uh, competitors. We had a flex start that took place. We had almost 50 people at the flex start to go along with the 71 people on Saturday. And then we had 63 more people all come out on Sunday. So what is that? 70 and 60 is 130 plus 50. Almost 180 total people uh, to come play this weekend. Uh, I will break a little bit of news uh, to follow that all up <laughs> just because who who wants a free weekend or a free day uh, working on right now a flex start to bring back chaining in the new year. So oh, New nice. Year's Eve working with the club in northern Illinois, which isn't far from where this weekend's event took place, but uh, looking at an event on New Year's Eve. It happens to work out on a Saturday this year, uh, and so going to have a flex start event taking place. Details will be all released by next week once we have them officially formalized, but New Year's Eve day, so the 31st, yeah, New Year's Eve day, the 31st, uh, look for a Flex Start event that's going to be uh, put on by myself and a few others. So All the biggest names will be there. I think I think we're getting uh, Paul, Paul, Probably. Uh, Rick. Alden It said he, he would come play. I'm just naming off generic first names. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying last names. Alden is a little too specific for me. But oh. you know who, will prob- who might be there? Chris. Yeah. Christopher Meyer, our cold turkey champion from this weekend we want to welcome him to the show hey buddy how you doing hey good guys how are you good 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 to have you and yeah i i don't believe it just dawned on me while i was doing the edit first of all congratulations uh on this weekend it dawned on me while i was doing the edit and about to do the commentary this is three in a row for you yeah like you're winning this tournament that i'm putting on every year you're winning this more than any other tournament what's the secret? What's the sauce here? What's going on? Oh, geez. <laughs> I don't know. But T-Doc, thanks for having me on. Johnny V, good to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. We can, to you last time. We, we can ignore uh, Terry. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, good to, uh, good to meet you and talk to you. Yeah, nice uh, to meet you too. I don't know. I, I There was more pressure going into this year. Um, having won it two times in a row. So I was fortunate enough to get a few more practice rounds in than, than in the past. But I, I don't know. I said it on the post uh, tournament interview with you and I, just something about the course and it suited my eye and, and being able to hit the lines. And there was a few holes I wanted to figure out on these um, last few practice rounds that I, I finally seemed to have, even though I had a couple blow up holes, but was able to, uh, offset those with enough birdies. So I don't know. I, I, it's a good camaraderie, a lot of great guys out there that makes it, uh, real easy to play. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know, I look, I look at, uh, some of your stats, you're rated nine ninety two, and you ultimately shot a ten twenty one rated first round and tied with David Heasley. Yeah. It was very competitive. There were five of you tied at that first round score did you feel like hey i shot eight under you know that feels pretty good or did you feel like that was kind of par for the course for the day because 
five eight unders is truly the hottest that that course has seen in a single round. So did it did it feel that good, or what did that feel like for the first round? Yeah, that was crazy to see that many people at eight <laughs> eight under. I I think I could have been maybe a couple strokes better. Again, the blow up hole I had, um, and I'm I'm trying to be realistic here with with that. Maybe a couple strokes better, but um, but yeah, good conditions, I guess, and 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 David knowing the course so well, and some of the other guys, um, it was good to see everybody shoot shoot that well. Yeah, I think about uh, anytime you get sub fifty on that course, we you know this layout we call it a fifty six, couple of somewhat easier par fours, uh, but they're still legitimate par fours. I feel like, and anytime you get sub fifty, you're doing usually pretty good work. So to see five guys all shoot forty eight uh, again was pretty astonishing in itself. Great conditions. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, what what do you make of you know conditions, camaraderie? Um, anything that jumped out at you during that first round? Uh, there was a couple guys that I'm really familiar with, and Isaiah and 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 Luke. Love playing with Luke. Uh, awesome! Watch all his videos. He's a mm-hmm. great promoter. And um, Isaiah, I know from from leagues, and that was definitely huge. Um, and a uh, uh, good kid, Ben. He seemed to be a real up and comer. He had a uh, some good skills. Um, yeah, all my practice rounds, I was shooting maybe two under at best, and we haven't <laughs> had such good weather uh, lately. But um, and maybe just the different pace, just slowing down, um, really stayed in myself and um, did a good job focusing on on every shot and going through the routine and and all that. So. So uh, knowing that, obviously, you know, this is uh, your regional player uh, as we're looking at your stats from this year, a lot of, you know, northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin, you were, you know, played in the skyline that I hosted a few months ago as well. But you're pretty much a regional player. What What is that? What What is your outlook for disc golf? What is your work life, disc golf life, balance, family life? I know you have a young one. What uh, What does that look like for you? And, and are there... Are there, is there any change in the horizon for uh, how you approach golf? Um, for the most part, it'll probably stay regional. Okay. Um, had a little bit of aspirations a few years back. Uh, it reminded me when you guys were talking about Alden's van and um, uh, got an RV a few years back, started to make some longer trips, did Jonesboro two or three times. Um, uh, Ledgestone had aspirate, uh, signed up for uh, preserve, but had to back out for whatever reason. So, for the most part, it'll probably stay pretty regional. Um, we're so blessed in the Midwest to have so many high-rated courses, whether it's Delwood and and all the stuff in in Missouri and and Wisconsin and and all that. And um, they'll probably, yeah. Stay regional for the most part, but I, I hope as the kid gets a little older that uh, we can make some make some longer trips. Family trips, they're always fun. Yeah, and now yeah. you you played in seven events this year. You cashed in all seven. However, um, I it's not a stretch to say that's not uh, necessarily paying your mortgage. So the question is, 
what is uh, what's your what's your daytime job or, or obligations that you have, and how do you balance that with the golf that you play? Uh, so I work in video gaming, and that video gaming, like you might think, off the rip, uh, more like slot machines. Okay. Uh, they they're legal in in bars and restaurants and truck stops in Illinois. So every I single for, one, like literally every, I like, yeah, if there's everywhere. an outlet, there's a freaking video poker machine plugged into it. Yeah. Every inch yeah. in Illinois. It's, it's that and vaping. I, I, I'm making no judgments, but every, you, you can't help but trip onto either a vape store and, or a combined poker machine. Is that, is that a fair statement? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay, yeah. go on. <laughs> so business and has to gaming, be good because they're everywhere. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> lucrative. It's it's uh, it takes up a lot of time. It's it can be stressful at times. But uh, <clears throat> my position with the company has grown over the years, so that it just continues to add on on to uh, my responsibilities and and whatnot. So. And are you? Uh, I have so many other questions when it comes to those machines. But uh, are are you in a, a repair or a setup or a, programming? Or a, oh, programming. Yeah. Where, where are you within the realm of of uh, of those machines? Yeah. So I started out as a, a technician, working on them, installing them, doing service calls. Uh, as my company grew, uh, we're based out of Effingham, Illinois, where I grew up. Um, so, and that's where headquarters is. And as we grew throughout the Northern part of the state, um, as we expanded into different territories, my, my role increased into more of a management role and, and, uh, kind of more of the managing and, and training. And, uh, so it's mainly in the office anymore. Um, uh, might've lost a step on the technical side, but, uh, can get through it for the most part, but yeah mainly trying to build our teams and, and get all the right people in the right places and, and more in that sense anymore, but it's great. Okay. And so uh, is that essentially a nine to five? And then, you know, where does golf fit into your life and your, and your, and your overall balance? Oh yeah. It's, it's full time. Um, occasional calls, nights and weekends. That's part of it. Everybody in this industry is, is used to that. Um, so it's, it's 24 seven, but, um, it still allows me to get some time, uh, take weekend trips, meet friends back down South, um, whether it's weekends in Peoria or, or, or what have you, we try to make the, there's usually time on the weekends unless we're traveling to, to family get togethers and whatnot, but, uh, to try to fit some golf in, um, I guess to expand on that a little bit, I'm fortunate enough to have uh, a garage big enough that year round I can I can putt and throw into the net and stay sharp in that regard. I got probably 45, 50 feet worth of putting I can do. It, it wow. heated garage. It's 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 nice. So um, a lot of putting, which thankfully uh, came through this weekend because I think uh, I was 100 percent and. And circle one. So that was, that came through. That was nice. So you sacrifice the cars out in the snow so you can putt <laughs> all winter long. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. dedication. You're dead on. <laughs> that, You're that exactly makes perfect right. sense. 
what what is it like in uh, knowing that you know some of your your best performances? You know, you had one win this year, and it was just a few days ago. Uh, is it weird to have some of your footage then? And, and it's not like my channel's got millions of subscribers or anything crazy, but is it weird to have it kind of forever cemented and, and you know, archived, so to speak, uh, to know that if you ever wanted to show somebody, a family member or a friend, hey, this is what I do, like you can point to a place and they could watch every shot you threw. It just happens to be the one you won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what I do. I year. win. <laughs> I, all I do is win, win, win every year. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. Yeah, it, it increases a lot of exposure to my friends, family, coworkers, uh, to the sport. I was talking to some guys today that just were just blown away who who they didn't realize they had working for them. <laughs> Even and, um, at whatever scale it is, I know it. You know, local seat here, but it's it's awesome. I, I on the coverage, I was being that this was the third time on. I was thinking, man, if you would fill my first round every year, it might be a little bit of a better show. <laughs> uh, but uh. thankfully, out of the last three years, that this second round was the best out of them. Okay. Um, and uh yeah well I, I just think of yeah as you're just saying they're like oh but you played in like seven events this year where are the other six you're like oh they're not out there it doesn't matter <laughs> those are the ones you didn't win either you've got this one now uh, uh a he just wins in front of cameras <laughs> exactly. that's his deal uh, the cameras show up and and that's when you do what uh do you have you know i know you just talked a little bit about traveling and of, of course your your you know work load and everything but do you have any destination trips, whether it's with the family or with buddies or whatever? Is there any destination trips and or events that are on your radar for 2023 that you want to get to? Eagles Crossing, for sure. Okay. Um, and then uh, maybe something like the Preserve. It, it sucked having to back out of that. Mm-hmm. whatever that was but um yeah preserve and and maybe idlewild okay um but yeah yeah so something that you could still you know maybe drive to uh go down on a wednesday or thursday play in the weekend and still maybe even get back late on a sunday night uh back to illinois yeah. uh but not necessarily like a beaver state fling or a masters cup or or a throw down the mountain you're not necessarily too concerned about trying to to knock out any of those bucket list items if they're even on your bucket it, list. it would be awesome <laughs> uh definitely yeah when the time comes I, okay. I don't know how soon but but yeah um yeah and that'd when, be awesome when we talked to you a couple years ago of course you had you know picked up uh, the the win uh the the first time you you had come and you came to play in it and it felt like your your maybe this was also right when you had your your child, but uh, it felt like maybe you were a little more up in the air on on disc golf pursuits or not. I don't know professionally. I was thinking about sponsorship, whether you're looking for a sponsor and how serious you're going to take it. Is is it fair to say things have changed a little bit or not so much? And in, in terms of like your overall outlook of a professional career in disc golf as opposed to any other industry. Have, has any of that shifted in the last few years or not really? 
probably the same for the most part, but I'm, I'm starting to think about how I can uh, be more of that regional pro and, and be some sort of uh, net positive for, for some company uh, in an ambassador uh, representative level. Um, because, because uh, I think there are some of those guys out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I've been hovering around, you know, nine ninety ish for three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm uh, at least a thousand, a ten, ten player. If if I put more time into it, I I absolutely know that. Um, and I think there's some some opportunities around Northern Illinois to to be be an ambassador, be a representative for for a company. Um, it's and funny because I feel, push I some feel like. And, you're maybe kind of right in that, you know, manufacturer dead zone for sponsorship or gray zone or dead zone. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I'll say dead zone um, okay. because we see a lot of people like you're, you're better than the average street team player or, or, or you know, so you, you kind of have, you know, that that's tends to be the intro player. You're not at the top tier level. You, you know, we don't see a lot of I mean, we need to find more of a you know a regional is there is there a sponsor you're looking for who's your who do you do you have a mixed bag what are you primarily throwing these days like are you looking for that you know that maybe the 50 free discs a year kind of sponsorship uh still just mania mm-hmm. okay for for the most part and and yeah i would i would take whatever and uh, to do what I'm already doing and, and throwing all their plastic and I could further, uh, push that on, um, because as popular as they are everywhere, they don't, uh, it's still pretty mixed in Northern Illinois mm-hmm. uh, across a lot of different manufacturers. So I, I could definitely fill a hole there and, and help push them, push some plastic and push that brand on some people. I'd love to do that, and so we know this and guy I wouldn't named Dana. be asking for much. <laughs> yeah, we know this guy named Dana. Have you, have you had conversations with Dana? Do we need to rough him up or or threaten him in any way to get things moving here? Not, not yet. I haven't talked to him, but okay. any word you can put in, okay, I would love to get in touch with him and and talk talk more. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk double G jerky for a minute. How much? What's your favorite flavor, and how many bags do we need to get you into? <laughs> Hot boom sauce for sure. Yes. All and whatever right, you got right. left from this yes. weekend. <laughs> You'll never find any spare uh, hot boom sauce around me because I probably have eaten it. But, uh, yes, that is the right answer. So I uh, I can get on board with that one. I've yet to be able to sample any of the double G jerky. Well, you wouldn't I, like hot boom. It's too hot for you. It might be. Yeah, I, I'm starting to gain a little bit more for yeah, spicy, but cry. I might. Cry. <laughs> um, when I get what? through Delwood, I'm usually picking up a bag. I love it. Now, what would, you know, you just talked about being a net positive. I think that's a great way to put it. What are some of the things that, you know, whether it's yourself or someone like you, what are some of the things that you think are crucial to bring to an area, to a region, uh, to a club-like setting, to a tournament setting? What are some of the things that you feel uh, maybe either the skills or the assets or talents that you possess? You know, obviously you're a good golfer, 
But what are some of the maybe the intangibles that you you feel like you can also bring and offer? And what should be people should be focused on uh, when it comes to those things? What are some of those uh, things you think of? Um, I think maybe how I carry myself on the course in tournaments. Um, I consider myself a student of the game, so when. Um, I hear people, I, I try to tune in all that stuff when people go in depth. Um, some of the stuff like Brian Earhart and his, mm-hmm. um, blanking on his name, but I know you guys know him. Um, some of the stuff that they put out and talk in depth about, I, I love listening to that stuff. Um, I, I like to impart as, as much as I can on, on the guys I play with. Um, but, uh, I'll be honest, I'm not the, uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm the best on the social media side of things. Just, just I miss that sure. generation by just a tick. But, <laughs> uh, but I think there's other ways to uh, to be that net positive and, and kind of whether it be clinics or, or working one on one with some people. I would I would love to get into that some, some yeah, of that and stuff. and that's exactly what I guess I was referring to. I I. I think you can have zero social media presence, but you might be the go-to uh, mental coach. You might be the go-to, you know, swing coach or or uh, you know, course management person. Or maybe you really enjoy stepping up, and uh, at the end of the day, you're great at running a league, you know, or or multiple leagues, or whatever the case might be. I mean, there's so many different facets in which people can now shine to be a net positive on disc golf. That I think it's just a matter of leaning into what whatever it is that you feel most comfortable with. And if social media is not one of those, I don't think that's nearly as big of it. It happens to be maybe one of the most prominent and easy and um, uh, easiest to see and recognize for some. But if it's not your thing, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. It's just a matter of leaning into what you are most comfortable and excel at. So mm-hmm. um, talk a little bit about your home course and area. I think you're about 45 minutes from where the tournament took place. Again, we had all four players uh, that were on the lead card from this weekend actually come from Illinois or northern Illinois. Uh, in fact, the fifth person that was tied with you guys also from Illinois. That sh- also partially shows how close this event is on the Illinois-Wisconsin border. But uh, what's what's your local club and scene like? And uh, and are you actively involved with that, or uh, are you involved in other ways? Uh just in the sense that I, I go to leagues as much sure. as I can, and that's discontinuum at uh, uh, at Fairfield and in Round Lake. Okay. Um, so that's where I met Isaiah, who I played with first round. Um, that's where I met Louie, who I okay. played with second round. Um, just met him recently. Very cool guy. Loved loved. Uh, I blanked on his name for a second, and then we were walking up to the first tee. I'm like, ah, Louie, okay, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. I just played with you. Very cool, dude. Um, but yeah, about 20, even 20, 25 minutes from, from Gray Fox, um, about 10 minutes from, from Round Lake. So go there for the most part. But yeah, over the past few weeks, I um, uh, was fortunate enough to get up to Gray Fox quite a bit and, and get some rounds in. Okay. So not too far because um, you're in what, Johnsburg? Is that the... That's one of the yep. suburbs I feel like I'm surprisingly not. I don't know very well uh, down there in Illinois. So uh, Yeah, in between McHenry, Fox Lake, 
Okay. And yeah, it's funny. Last time I talked to you, I was in the house we were selling in, in Springfield. Uh, we had to run down there for uh, my right. wife's work or, or something. So it, it was such a spur of the moment thing set up in the kitchen. There was nothing in the house. <laughs> we're carrying two mortgages at the time. Cause we're in the middle of transitioning up North. Um, so we're sitting there, the house is, we got the thermostat turned way down. We're, we're freezing, but, <laughs> but, uh, worked out pretty well. Yeah. You get in where you fit in and, uh, and keep grinding away <laughs> at it. Love it. Well, I mean, these cold tur- Turkey checks just keep coming in. That's, uh, <laughs> That's, That's two, right. The three twenty-five every uh, once every November. Uh, okay, like I said, may, may not carry you too far, but nonetheless, um, is, is there anything else you want to share with the world here tonight before uh, before we let you go? Any any whether it's words of wisdom or other thoughts or or shout outs or anything else that you want to share with the world? Um, I just anticipated talking a little bit about how the 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 rest of the round played out at oh, okay, yeah. how many people um, got to watch that back nine um, since it came out so recently, but it was so crazy looking back on it, how it, how it all played out. Um, I'm, during the front nine, I think David and I had six out of the nine, same scores. Uh, on the front nine and then the back nine, I think we only had one hole that we had the same score on. So uh, it was just what I think back to when we were talking about coverage and stuff, I, you know, at the beginning of the round, I'm like, okay, I'd like to make this as entertaining of a watch <laughs> for your channel uh-huh. as I can it, while balancing that with, staying within myself, being like reserved, kind of staying in the moment, being focused. So it was, that was like the battle going on in my head. It's like, I want to put on a good show, but uh, I got to play my game and, and stay within myself. And, and I think that that came out on the back nine. It was, it was a wild back and forth. Um, uh, yeah. I can I, I will, I will uh, double down on that real quick for you and say, yes, you guys had one hole in the last nine where you scored the same. Every other hole in the back nine Went had, back or forth. had some kind of scoring separation between the two of you. And I'm not going to lie, I am editing it together, and I'm starting to do the math, and I'm putting in the graphics, and I'm like, wait, there's no way. Like, I'm looking at the score. I'm not getting ahead of myself because I, I didn't know how it unfolded, but I'm kind of looking at the score as I'm editing. I'm like... Wait, what happens? Like I, I was genuinely anxious to watch it myself as I was putting it together, and 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 truth be told, I didn't do the filming. That was my buddy John from Pastry Dies. Normally, I do the filming, so obviously, I'm not that surprised when it comes to the edit. Well, this time I was doing the edit, and I'm just like, "Holy cow, what is going on here?" And I had to go back multiple <laughs> yeah. times to look at the scores to see how things all shook out. And uh, it, it was a nail biter, and the fact that there was more people involved near the end because you didn't think that was going to be the case, and yeah, spoilers, so, bro. Yeah, I, I know, I know, we're we're leading into it, but it was, uh, it is a very entertaining round, and uh, I, I, it was a great battle, as you were saying, and the fact that yeah. there was this, there, to degree of just maintaining uh, your cool, 
and being even keel, even when you weren't necessarily firing on all cylinders, I guess that would be my main question then is, how nervous were you? Uh, you know, Did you feel like things were slipping away or completely out of contention for you? Surprisingly not. You have those tournaments every so often where you realize after that you, you stayed within yourself and, and you kind of never thought you were out. Um, we had some a couple big swings and uh, back and forth. And, and mm-hmm. uh, David being the local, playing with him before, uh, not to disparage the other guys, I was watching his score. I was keeping the backup uh, uh, scorecard on UDISC, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm mainly concerned with David for the most part. Sure. And then He's come the most experienced seven, player out there. Mm-hmm. And it come, I think it was seventeen or eighteen, and and John's right there. I'm like, holy cow! Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he had not such the best front nine, and he lit it up on the back, and I'm mm-hmm. like, holy cow! But even walking up to eighteen, eighteen's one of those that I haven't been able to figure out in the tournament. Um, even casually, never done all that well. But uh, finally figured it out over the past couple of weeks. What what shot? What distance throw? Um, and fortunate to get out of the gap both rounds. The second round, obviously close enough for that short putt to to win it. Um, but it, yeah, stepping on the tee, it's like I didn't think I was out of it. I was just I was just thinking, well, let's just finish this out and see what's at, see what happens. Um, yeah, I, I I can't say it enough. It was it was a pleasure to uh, watch it unfold and then to see it. I, it was a little bit of a heartbreaker as well. I've known David a little longer than you. David's obviously such a uh, just a stand up gentleman in his own and uh, just an all around great guy. And to see how it all kind of went down, and I, I then went back and looked at the scores. A lot of people also know Dan Schlitter. Last year, you bested him by a single stroke. The year before, it was David Heasley and Dan Schlitter by a stroke or two. I mean, we've had some really good battles with some very good, solid players, and uh, you're finding your way to to get out in front of them. And it's it's been pretty cool to see, uh, you know, throughout these last couple of years. And and David uh, Heasley himself, he had won this uh, back in 2015, I think, is when he had taken down the event seven years ago. So uh, clearly, you know, and, and I know some people may be saying you guys are lamenting and going on and on about a, a local C tier. It's a it's a fun course in a in a great uh, you know part of the state that is is largely revered as a a good tournament course for our, our, our regional players and. Um, it's one of the few that I still run along with a handful of other people. So there's obviously a special place in my heart for it as well. So it, uh, yeah. congratulations. It was, it was awesome to see. That's Thank sure. you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, anytime I can get on here and talk to you guys, <laughs> I will take it every time. Been a smashy for a long time to just be sitting here talking to you guys the week after Paul Macbeth is on here uh, and then coming on right after Alden Harris. It's just, absolutely insane i can't believe it it's it's awesome to talk to you guys and i'll take it every time well you keep you, winning you, man we'll yeah, have you on for four say, you keep earning it uh and then some i mean you don't have to win to be here but when you do it makes the the conversation that much more fun and exciting so uh we're gonna let you go we certainly appreciate you joining us again congratulations that's a three-peat 
Uh, I can't think of an event that I've ever run in in the hundreds of events that I've run where somebody has stepped up and won three consecutive years uh, as you've done with this particular event. And uh, it's been awesome to see. It's been great to get to to know you over these last couple of years. And uh, we'll keep filming. Yeah, and hopefully, you. you'll keep winning, and uh, and we'll keep having these conversations at least once a year. Now you just gotta you, you just great. gotta pick up the skyline victory at the same course in the springtime and then we get you on twice a year we'll, we'll take that too are you sitting on some footage uh i yeah, am from we last do have, year uh i okay. do have skyline from this year we've got <laughs> uh some new york footage i've got minnesota majestic footage december is going to be wild this year because i've got a ton of footage from a lot of different events uh that are, are going to be uh getting released so yeah we've i'm we've looking forward to it well. I, john filmed me there but uh didn't have such a hot second round. Well, that, that's why we Tom, didn't have Tom killed it there. But... Ago, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, we appreciate yeah, it. Love to, to the it. family. Thanks for uh, joining us tonight. Congratulations. I uh, hope you enjoyed your your third serving of cold turkey uh, and the victory this weekend. Yeah. And uh, we'll certainly keep our eyes and ears open out there and uh, see if we can get you hooked up with a sponsor. Uh, we'll, we'll put the screws to a few Dana. people. Come on, we'll make it happen. <laughs> All right, have a good Love night. It. Thanks for joining us. Love Thanks, it. Chris. Thank yeah. you, guys. Appreciate it. Yep. Bye. There you have it. Three-time cold turkey champion. I, I, not he went back for like, thirds. Yeah, seconds weren't enough. Exactly. You know, the main meal. He went back for thirds. Yes, uh, very impressive. Uh, again, uh, I think the last two years it's been sixteen to twenty uh, competitors in the division, and uh, like I said, shot ten what ten twenty one golf, and then uh, not quite as hot second round, but it was enough to hold him off and become your champion this weekend. So uh, very cool to see. So real quick, we'll uh, recap the top few spots there in MPO which is the division I didn't mention earlier uh, in the recap, was uh, Chris, who we just talked to, Christopher Meyer, uh, took down first place, beating out David Heasley by a stick. And then another local came up during the second round, had the hot second round, and that is Robert Martin, uh, who tied it all up with Jonathan Borzik. And then, as he just said, uh, Louis Dimock was in fifth place. Luke Hainwell, you can find out there on the social medias. He's on the TikToks, so make sure you go find the him. The TikToks. So, so TikTok-y. Uh, big shout-out real quick. Uh, you know, we had a couple of sponsors that stepped up, uh, including Dan Harbeck, who is a, uh, a longtime smashy. And he was a on the board tonight. The show. Oh, I, d- I did not see that, but glad he was. to see he I was on the board. Him and I got a chance to catch up in person. Uh, he was also a huge uh, pizza uh, lunchtime sponsor uh, that helped out with that as well. One of my favorite parts about this event is the fact that I go really heavy on the player pack, thanks to Innova uh, this year, but really heavy on the player pack, and then uh, offer up a free pizza lunch in between rounds because we're trying to conserve or trying to get through the day as quickly as possible. So rather than people having to leave the course and then possibly you know take too long for lunch and whatever to turn things around quicker, we did uh, about 15 or 18 pizzas each day and then dished those out to all the competitors, and that was largely in part was, thanks to help by Dan. I didn't watch your drop zone, mm. but 
Was there someone that you saw that took like six pieces of pizza no. early in the thing? No, that, or did, that, did you did that, you did you put uh, did you put a, a note there? Because we've had this discussion before where uh-huh. if, if there's a free lunch, there's always the one person who shows up first and like loads his plate up rather like than like nineteen pieces. And then it's like, I got it, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm out of yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll be the first to come back. No for seconds. I learned years ago, and this is here's the pro tip, baby. I learned years ago. If there's free food, first of all, most too many male adults act like they've never seen food before in their life just because it's free. Now they act like uh, I've been starving for nine years. Second of all, some people are just idiots and a-holes. And third of all, I've learned I hand out the pizza. Now, that that's that was that's twofold. That one was a COVID thing a couple of years ago to kind of assist with that so that there's not all these hands sticking in there at the time. But also. Really, the the real reason is for me to hand out the portions, do my best as best as I can to give everybody relatively similar portion, and then at the end, once all the cards are in, which is the number one concern, yeah, because the cards have to come in, and then yeah. then after that, if all the cards are in, then seconds could potentially be handed out. But we all know there could be three cards still out on the course and then there's a pack of wolves or should I say players that are hovering around. Hey, I'm ready for seconds. Are seconds available? It's like, wait, there's still 12 people that haven't been in from, you know. So this is why you have to control and maintain some of that. It's This is not a new phenomenon. I can't just pick on disc golfers. But when there is free food, I tell you, people just lose their shit. Like, I'm... I need this heaping plateful. Free food, man. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, human nature is funny like that. I mean, it's no different than, you know, the whole or similar to the whole, you know, take one candy bar and then you see see mom <laughs> pouring out the bucket. Into the bag. How are you still how are you still how are you doing that during Halloween knowing every other house on the planet has a ring? How are you I, doing I, that? How dumb are you? I don't know. Do they, do they care? To begin with, and then you're yeah, dumb. But do you care? Like uh, <laughs> Anyway, so uh, dishing, dishing out the pizza is is the way to do it. If there's extra, then you hand it out. But, um, yeah, that's that's how we were able to make it happen. So uh, thank you. Uh, thank you to Copper Bottom, uh, who we worked with um, as a new sponsor. Thank you to the Schicks. Thank you to Tom McManus, Ryan Pilcher, Dan Harbeck, the Pastry Dyes, uh, Michael Burke. Um, I think that was uh, almost everybody. So uh, thank you guys all for for the support. I got to play a little bit of uh, catch with Mr. Tom McManus this weekend. Uh, that was that's certainly goes down as one of the highlights uh, for the weekend when it's all said and done. Dan Harbeck chimes in from the board. We love you, Dan. Says three peated in Baraboo, ninety eight, ninety nine, and ninety seven, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. Nice work, Dan. I got back-to-back wins in Baraboo. 03 and 04 or 04 and 05, but that was open. Open open division, Dan. Sam. Well, I do want to talk real quick. I know we had Alden Harrison who announced his uh, re-upping his sponsorship with Prodigy, but that wasn't the only announcement that came out in the last day or so. We saw that Lone Star Discs they re-upped their sponsorship with Chandler Kramer. So he signed a, I don't know if it was a one-year or a multi-year, I don't think it really specified, or I didn't see it particularly, with Lone Star as well. So Lone Star is out there, 
you know, making honestly most of the a lot the headlines of right now, right? Most of the headlines and and most of the waves in the off season with Nico and now Chandler. Um, so we'll you know we'll see kind of how that goes. Maybe Prodigy's trying to steal some thunder over there with the with the Alden. I have to wonder. Speaking of Prodigy, what those uh, what the other guys are are looking at? I mean, I think we know that Gannon is still under contract, mm-hmm. but what about an Isaac or a Gavin? Um, the the other the other members of their kind of mm-hmm. crew. I, I'm I'm curious to know if we're going to hear from them and if yeah, they the, it, yeah well, whether it's renewing or yeah or if or if they or, or if they extending or or what. But when they when they do announce and they know where to do it, just like Alden, follow Dad. Mm-hmm. You know, Daddy Alden. <laughs> uh, the to to read it right off of the Lone Star page. It says we'd like to welcome Chandler Kramer. Back to the Lone Star family for the 2023 season. He's been busy helping us test new molds during the offseason and will be competing right. with a full Lone Star disc golf bag next year. Because I think I think he did have a few other uh, outlying pieces of plastic in his bag. Yeah, kind of a mix. A little bit of a mix. But now Lone Star has almost like a full, if not a full complement of, uh, of, of drivers, mid-ranges, putters, whatever they want to be able to throw a full Lone Star bag. So they, they, they have a quite a few discs now coming out of their Yeah, as they just released a, a new flight chart today. Ah. Uh, actually, it says, check out the flight chart for the 25 molds we currently have 25 available molds. for purchase. So uh, Amazing. moving in hot and heavy. And uh, I, I feel like that's become more and more common now as, um, you know, the big boom of disc golf and then people are getting right to it. I remember when molds, you, you'd think of a mold or two every few months or maybe a year and now seeing some of these companies it used to be a really big deal when <laughs> innovo or discraft disc. would release a new disc like a new mold it, it would come out at worlds or maybe the memorial at the time which was a huge event you know you'd be like oh my god like we got the new you know viper or banshee in our players pack mm-hmm. that's amazing now it feels like it's like every two every week every every two months every you know uh manufacturer releases a new disc or up a an offshoot of a disc like oh this is our you know our tl3r halo edition whatever and then you're like oh cool is that, is that new maybe a kind of yeah like it just there there are so many new discs and new plastics and everything coming out every day uh yeah we saw the new supreme lineup uh come out by uh dynamic last week i, I think that was within the box last right over there week full of them. as well i think we quickly touched on oh. it and, and they can they're going to continue to unfold from all the major manufacturers so did uh, you get anything on uh black friday did, were you able to order anything? I know Discraft I, had a big drop. Did, yep. Were you able to order anything? I absolutely didn't order. I have not ordered one thing on the internet in the, I was going to say in the last week. Yeah, I, I was. I got a handful of the uh, Midnight Lunas. Oh, uh, that's, you would. I just, no, that sounds like a good idea, but. I, I want uh, to. <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I went to sign, I went to buy them and I was on my phone. I was up north. The cell reception isn't great. Um, Wi-Fi is non-existent where we were. And by the time it opened up and I got to the page, all of the 175 plus were sold out, mm. period. Like I, and I, I could not have been more than 20 seconds into the sale. And those particular ones were, were unless they just didn't exist. Originally, they weren't out of stock. So I got some of the 172 to 173, 171 to 173 or something, whatever that was. So I got a small handful of the, of those, um, in, 
how big of a rookie I am. I just got to the page, hit buy, and then I realized, oh, I could pick what stamp I want, what what uh, foil. You noob. I'm a total noob. I had no clue that they you know, like because they offer like the 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 black on black, the Wonder Bread, and a couple other ones. I didn't even realize that was an option. I just went and bought because I wanted to buy as fast as possible, knowing thinking that the other side sold out. So. Mm. Whatever. Noob mistakes. No, I, I, I'm okay with the idea that I have not purchased anything. I have uh, way too many just as it is, which I know sounds silly, but uh, I've, I've just, there's been a lot of stock purchases uh, and things that have come out. And I've also done a, a small line of my own disc golf guy stamps on mm-hmm. stuff lately. I've got, I've got more than enough. The, the one thing I am super excited about uh, that is related to disc golf purchases is the fact that I will soon be having a few hundred more uh, disc golf bins show up. Uh-huh. Uh, the the big gray bins, the totes that you see a lot of the retailers. I've got a few hundred of those that are full. Well, I have ordered a few hundred more, <laughs> and uh, those will be available for purchase, usually for pickup, I mean, because uh, they're so incredibly expensive to ship. So I can sell you some of my Midnight Lunas for like you know a low price of a hundred a piece. <laughs> Uh, I have no clue what they're going for online. I haven't yeah. honestly looked. I didn't care. I just wanted some. Figured I would grab some and just put them in my collection. Such a Paul fanboy. I tell you. Yeah, I think everybody <laughs> should be. Dude's a pretty good dude. He's all right. All right. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, you know, again, a couple of the signings that we just talked about, still somewhat quiet and well we're, it's, we're, it's we're might be moving a, into december this might be a quiet off season or we might not really hear things until the the first of the year yeah so just, uh we'll, we'll keep we'll keep on uh listening and to see if there's anything else and if anybody does have news or announcements that are of uh of that nature you're obligated to do it here yes it's in your contract <laughs> don't don't read it just assume that it's here <laughs> that's exactly how you should go about it uh Someone's asking on the board about bottom stamp. Ooh, Barsby Scorpions. Uh, Greg Barsby did reach out to me, and this does segue or tie together uh, what Chris had just asked. Greg Barsby said, hey, do you have some footage from the Minnesota Majestic? That was an event we kind of did as a bonus event this year. We do have single camera coverage of it, and uh, it has maybe started being put together. Nonetheless, it will be part of the overall off-season bonus content uh, montage of of massive of massive droppings of massive drops Brr. throughout uh, <laughs> December. So, uh, hopefully I'll be teaming up with Greg Barsby to uh, do some of that action. I've got I've got bonus footage all the way, that literally dates back to the memorial. I think we had some masters footage of that. Um, yeah. lots of good stuff. So, just know that it's coming. I apologize if you if you've been anxiously waiting for something in particular. I think ninety nine percent of what I have was all bonus footage that there wasn't a contract for, uh, or or necessarily any uh, hard steady deadline to. So uh, now's the time when it then gets assembled and released, so that you have fresh stuff to watch. Something I did find interesting, and I'm excited. I should have reached out to her. On my way here, I saw that Callie McMorrin posted and said something about a big announcement. For Ooh. Masters players. And I don't know what that means. Maybe it's a su- uh, tour, uh, a series, an uh, event. I, I, maybe a big... You got any guesses? Sure, I do have a guess. Speculate. My oh, s- oh, let me read it. There is a big announcement coming on December 1st. All you Masters better get ready. My guess is a, a, a good big sponsor 
for one of the big masters majors. Like I, either the Tim Selinski or um, uh, there's one other one. Um, Pro Masters Pro, Worlds. Or Pro Masters Worlds. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I totally the other big one. The other big one. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm willing to bet. Not willing to bet. That's the wrong way to put it because I'm not because it could be anything. But the uh, a, a big sponsor for one of those particular events, I think, would be a, a, a good um, guess. Okay. I, don't, I just don't think like I know you mentioned tour. I don't think we're at that level yet. But you not not don't to know. not to say it couldn't happen, you know. If if there was one, I just I feel like maybe something would have. Ben Gay's in the business, and they're uh, they're they are the <laughs> title sponsor of and, a, of a ten stop series. Well, I that's mean, that's funny because I'm I, I've got a ten uh, an eleven stop series with Icy Hot. Okay, so okay. <laughs> you and Shaq. That's right. Uh, okay, no, and again, I, I just. In general, would have thought maybe something would have leaked out a little bit before that, but maybe not. Um, I think sponsorship is is the is is my guess. Okay, I'm gonna guess, and and I swear to you, I have I genuinely have no idea what she's referencing. Okay, I saw the post, and that was it. My my guess is I know there was a little frustration that it felt like we had an elite series event maybe the same time as the Salinsky event in eugene oh sure and so you could I, so you couldn't I'm double i'm wondering if a if a conflict has been resolved in terms of having them on the same weekend mm. that that's i i knew that was a question and a concern in the early scheduling and now i'm wondering if maybe that has been resolved possible a lot of people were were very um you know frustrated by that in one way or another, I don't I'm all not pointing fingers or blaming anyone. All but. six of the people that would play in the pro tour slash master event. Well, I, I, th- that's exactly what I said. And that's a like, very I, good, solid knee jerk reaction. I, I agree. I, the bigger problem was two very, very largest scale events taking place in the same state on the same that, weekend. Volunteers, volunteers and like that. I understand like that. That is a problem that in general, that is a PDGA problem. And, you know, we might run into that sort of issue every couple of years where just Masters happens to hit in a location where the tour is coming through. And yeah. And can it be avoided? Maybe with a lot of foresight, but I think we just might something that we that, that we a problem that we have. Um, well, and and hopefully use, we don't. I'll use a similar future, example. I feel but. like and I might be mixing up my years now a little bit, but I feel like a few years ago or maybe even last year, the pro Masters world's was in conflict with like an Idlewild, but it was taking place in Peoria, which aren't obviously that far apart. And you have a few crossover players, a few. But you're not you're not pulling uh, resources Correct. between the two events. Correct. But as you're still saying, there you know there's going to be potentially that conflict. Um, anytime you're talking about having our majors that are you know still going on during weekends where elite mm-hmm. series are taking place, but they're age protected majors. There's there's only i'll say this in everyone's defense there's only so many weekends in a year mm-hmm. like to some degree i know we you're can <laughs> always you're always and 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 we're yeah. almost at that time of year where we get to make stand on our soapbox and say you're always going to have a conflict somewhere you always are mm-hmm. your favorite b tier or the a tier that you love so much is going to go up against some other event that you really want to be at or feel like you need to be at there's always going to be some form of conflict. It's just a matter of how big is that conflict for you. Mm-hmm. 
it's going to happen. All right. And on a personal note, uh, Johnny V and I are are just seeing some early goings and haven't had much feedback yet, but seeing some early goings of of potential DGPT assignments and yeah, uh, contractual uh, conversations that may be taking place for 2023. Just there is a spreadsheet being starting to be pushed around yes. behind the scenes as far as. For those of you that don't teams know, and teams and uh, uh, commentary groups, cameramen, who's in control rooms, that is starting to kind of surface surface and get uh, adjusted. So, I, I've, like I said, we kind of looked at it and I already saw two adjustments that need to be made immediately um, that I will at some point talk to Mo about. But, uh, but yes, that, that type of... Uh, Retainers. And I mean, you know. Big-time contracts, signing bonuses. I'm going to need a van or something. For something? Just anything? Just weird? <laughs> Just They need to rent you a van when you go somewhere? Because it's, you know... Uh, it's going to be need to be all decked out. Yeah. I, I, I like... like uh, uh, Riders and... No, no. I'm thinking the van with the spray paint on the side with the airbrush. Mm. Something like a... a like the the tear bear brush, yeah. The the tear brush, tear air bear. I like to tear bear brush. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I I feel like that needs to be somewhere in my contract. Good idea. I think you should. I think you should definitely be asking for those things. <laughs> and Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah, <laughs> those I can get on board with real quick. I'm just saying. I that love and I, jerky. I love me some Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah, you're not getting an argument out of me. Okay. All right, what you're going to get is me closing out the show, our regular show. Uh, we have to thank both of our guests tonight. We had Alden Harris and, of course, Christopher Meyer. Uh, thank you guys both for joining us and providing a little insight. Um, super excited to see what's going on. And, and it's so great to have, in my opinion, two very different guests in the sense of where disc golf is taking both of them, where they are in their life path and journey within disc golf, but yet both – um, you know, great upstanding gentlemen and awesome to have them here and catch up with them and have their insights uh, as we're going to move into 2023. We love to see it and hear from it. Uh, you're going to also see and hear a little bit of a Patreon call out in the after show. Of course, we're going to have our free giveaway as we do every week. So thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. Patreon.com slash Smashbox TV. That's where you can find it. For Johnny V, I'm Terry Miller, the Disc Golf Guy. That has been Smashbox TV's podcast 431. We're going to take a very quick break, and then we'll be back to you in the after show where things are going to get silly. <laughs> we'll see you then. You step inside the Smashbox. Thank you to our $2 and above patrons. Your name is listed below in the credits. If you are interested in being listed as a producer in the Smashbox TV credits and supporting this and other fine podcasts, please visit patreon.com slash smashbox TV. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 